Blog Talk Radio. Uh, Mr. President, earlier this year you said that you would travel anywhere in the world to further the cause of peace. 
Uh, considering the worsening situation in the Mideast, are you planning a trip there in the near future? We have no definite plans as of yet to go to the Mideast, but we do plan maybe perhaps in a couple of years if the settlement and the agreements have not been reached by that time. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Paul Onaki from Honolulu News. <laughs> Mr. President, the Senate has voted to proceed with development of the neutron bomb. Don't you feel this will impede further progress in the salt talked with the Russians? Quite contrary to that fact, the matter of uh, nuclear existence deals with atoms and atomic weapons, not with neutron weapons. The neutron bomb is a hold cost weapon. It is not in the cellular realm of reality. We're trying to hold it in place, and it's a neo-pacifist uh, neo weapon. Clarence Richards, AP. Yes, Thank you, Mr. President. I'd like to ask you a question, which I'm sure the American people would like to know. Do you feel that within the fiscal year, the unemployment rate will drop below the 5% level? Well, as you know, the 5% level pertains mostly to, if I may say, white America. In the black America, the minority situation is up to high as 45%. <laughs> and we plan to, with all our efforts, try to lower that rate to about 20% in the black areas, and of course it will be lower in the white areas, of course. We're trying to do this and merge a, a United States. Mr. President, Mr. President, yes. uh, Arthur Williams, Chicago Sun-Herald. You've just okayed a $250 million increase in our space program. What I'd like to know, is the main reason you did this so we can finally recruit black people for the space program? I feel it's time that black people went to space. Uh, <laughs> white people have been going to space for years. Uh, and spacing out on us, as you might say. And I feel with the, the project that we have in mind, we're going to send explore ships through other galaxies. And no longer will they have the same type of music, Beethoven, Brahms, and Tchaikovsky. And now we have little Miles Davis and Charlie Parker. <laughs> Different kind of things in there. Okay. Yes, yes, yes ma'am. Roberta Davies, JIT magazine. <laughs> Mr. President, on your list of candidates for director of the FBI, are you including the name of Huey Newton? Yes, I figured that Huey Newton is best qualified. He knows the ins and outs of the FBI. If anybody knows the ins and outs. And he would be an excellent director. Yo, blood. <laughs> yeah, Brother Bell from Evident Magazine. Assalamu alaikum, brother. Assalamu All right. What you looking at, Snow White? Brother, about blacks and the labor force. I want to know what you're going to do about having more black brothers as quarterbacks in the National Football Hunter League. Okay. Huh? Right on. I plan not only to have lots of black quarterbacks, but we're going to have black coaches and black owners of teams. As long as it's going to be football, it's going to be some black in it somewhere. Right. 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 I'm tired of this mess that's been going down. Right. You know what I mean? Ever since the Rams got rid of James Harris, I've been my job in it. Now. 
Mr. Bigby, Mississippi Herald. Sit down. Yeah, what is it? Mrs. Fenton Carlton Macker, Christian Women's News. Mr. President, since you've become president, you've been seen and photographed on the arms of black women. Oh. Quite frankly, sir, you've been courting an awful lot of white women. Will this continue? As long as I can keep it up. Uh... I mean, why do you think they call it the White House? <laughs> Now, your predecessor, you know, President Carter, now his mother was a nurse before What is your question about, sir? <laughs> my question, I'm leading up to my question. The question is about your mother. If you want to be... <laughs> It's okay. Please, let's take it easy. The man has a right to ask the question. Please. Please. Let's have some decorum here. Now, what is the question about you, my dear mother? Okay. Well, your mother was a maid in Atlanta. Yeah. Now, after your tenure, if your mother goes back to being a maid, right? Will your mama do my house? experience life as we know it as some of you should know it yeah yeah place marcy brooklyn action well y'all know the action On my block, always clocking my rocks He likes the style of profile, I think he won the mock He likes the way I walk, he see my money talking Now honey talking, I'm the hottest nigga in New York And I see his hunger pains, I know his blood boils He wanna run with me, I know this kid to be loyal I watched him make a few ends, the cop his little sneakers and gear Then it's just enough for re-up again I see myself in his eyes, I move from Levi's to guess the Versace Now it's diamonds like Liberace, that's just a natural cycle Nobody wanna be like Michael Wera from. Just some niggas who bounce from a gun We out here trying to make our white into cold green I could help shorty blow out like Afro Sheen Plus I could relive my days if you which is gone That little nigga's peak, it's time to put him on Come on, hold my own weight up in my crown Got to lock it down and when they run to my crown It's time to come on Stick up my chest and make some loot Got to lock it down and when they run to my own I'm out here slinging, bringing the drama Trying to come up in the game and add a couple of dollar signs to my name I'm out here serving, disturbing the peace Life could be better like my man reclined in plush leather seats And selling weight, I'm selling eight Bull 16, trying to graduate to push your quarters, y'all I ain't gonna sweat him, I'ma let him come to me If he give me dinner, then these niggas gon' see 
I'm tired of being out here round the clock And breaking dates And chasing crackers up the block for my pay I'm staying fresh, so chickens check I'm trying to step up to the next level Pushing vets through the jets Diamonds reflect from the sun Directly in your equilibrium It's stunned, I'm waiting for my day to come I got the urge to splurge I don't want a lifetime sentence Just give me the word It's time to come up Can't hold my own weight up in my crown Got to lock it down and when they run Hey fella, I've been watching you clock. Who me holding down this block? It ain't nothing. You the man, nigga. Now stop fronting. <laughs> I like your style. Nah, I like your style. Let's drive around the world. Cool, nigga. Here's a fact. A G, I ride with you for free. I want the long-term riches and bitches. Listen to me. You let them other niggas get the name. Skip the fame. Tenth hour, a hundred G. Keep your shit the same. On the low. Yeah, the only way to blow. You let your shit bubble quietly. And then you blow. Can't keep it cool. The only way that people fool is let them show his hands. Then you play your card. Then these do deal and I understand. Don't blow your dough on hot. The only thing I got in this world is my word and my nuts. It won't break up for nobody. <laughs> I like your resume. Pick a day. You can start. From now until death, do what's part, nigga. It's time to come up. hold my own weight up in my crown. Got to lock it down and when they ride, it's time to come up. And stick up my chest and make some loot. Got to lock it down and when they ride, it's time to come up. And hold my own weight up in my crown. Got to lock it down and when they ride, it's time to come up. And stick up my chest and make some loot. Got to lock it down and when they ride, it's time to come up. Hello? Okay, good. So as the chemicals of emotion wane, the cells will go into a period of chemical withdrawal. This will stimulate the brain to produce more molecules of emotion, and the cells will carry out the corresponding behavior to concentrate the chemicals in the tissues. This is known as emotionalism, which creates drama. No, I'm serious. You have to understand that drama is a biological created activity because the chemistry of that emotion is dwindling in that person's body. And so therefore to keep that chemistry at the level that it's used to, it will stimulate the person to create drama. So you have to understand this is a self-imposed chemical addiction to one's own emotions. And if that means that they are sabotaging things to solve this chemical imbalance in the body, they will do that. If it means that they have to create disharmony or create havoc, etc., it will happen over and over and over again. So these people don't need enablers that continuously support them through their high drama. They need to actually be treated and put into withdrawal and consult about how to be able to separate their sensations from a thought so they do not continuously create this chemistry. So you have to understand this is a serious problem because what I have observed about us as African Americans 
is that we have difficulty staying focused and participatory in an event because we allow our emotions, and now we've created these emotions because we have judged someone else's speech or someone else's behavior to allow us to abandon the goal or the project over and over and over again. So I used to find it very interesting because Caucasians will make it very clear to each other, I really do not like you. However, if they are very clear that they need that person's skill or talent, that is inconsequential and I will meet you tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock so we can get busy on this project. And at 5 o'clock, don't speak to me again. So I've heard us rationalize that, oh, that's hypocritical and just a whole bunch of other stuff and how can they do that and they shouldn't speak and look at what they did. A whole bunch of chemical poisons and toxins that you have created in your mind. Because when the mind understands that we need certain skills and talents to be able to get a project done, we're not interested in how they look, what they say, what they may be doing, etc. We're interested, can they execute this particular activity to the extent that I'm going to get one step closer to the goal. And if the mind understands that, a healthy mind will ignore the rest of the activities and stay focused on the goal. This is critical. I mean, I have seen us talk about we're not speaking and whatever else, et cetera, and nothing gets done. Nothing. Over and over and over again. Because we are emotional addicts. We are not in control at all of our bodies. It is our emotions that are driving us. And so therefore, we have abandoned the project. Years go by, the same foolishness and nonsense, and we wonder why, what happened. And somebody else that didn't do whatever they're supposed to do. No, it was you who would not control your mind and stay focused. I want you to be your authentic self. And how are you your authentic self? You know what your gift is, and you just spend time learning it and getting into it, all right? That's what I want you to focus on, all right? This is important, all right? Now, the other thing I want you to be cautious of, and depending on how you were introduced uh, to this assessment, you may crave one character over another one, and that's not, that's not the goal. Like, I promise y'all, see a beast. My wife a D. I've never desired to be one. I'm being real, I ain't never, I've never desired to get on the plane and get in the driver's seat. That's not what I do. I'm not interested in that. I admire C. I admire my wife. Now, I do want to say this to D's as an I. C said something about taking pictures. Like, yo, the one thing I love about, like, D's who are comfortable in AD, my wife is comfortable. So we like walking in the airport. I'm talking about females would be like, oh, I want to get a picture with you. I'm like, all right, cool. They'll tell my wife, can you take the picture? They don't even know who Didi is. Like, Didi low-key. Like, like, you won't even know she's my wife. Like, she low-key. She just be like standing in the corner. And a female would be like, ma'am, do you mind? You know, so they just say, she just walk, ma'am, do you mind? <laughs> and she'd be like, oh, no problem. Like, she don't even go, yo, that's my husband. Like, D don't never say nothing. D like, oh, yeah, no problem. Like, you want it sideways? 
You need to be like, nope, that's not good light. Go, to the, go over here, get the light, take the picture, and then we walking together afterward, and the little lady looking like, is that his wife? I'm just saying, D light, like, when you are a real D, you ain't got to say you a D. If you as strong as you say you are, don't nobody need to know? My wife is probably, listen to me, my wife is probably one of the few first ladies. Like, for real, you come in, she ushering, she's sitting in the back, she'll never say she with me. Like, if you don't know her, you wouldn't even know she's my wife. Right? But, she, but she's strong. So if you're a real D, you don't got to walk around like, ah, I'm a D. Right? And I admire my Ds who put their team first. And they're using their strength not to get attention, but they're actually using their strength to drive the plane. You feel me? So now I want to help some of y'all, though. When your D come in and go straight in the cockpit, like, don't take that personal. That's what they're supposed to do, fly the plane. Anybody got time to be talking to you? Talking to you might mess up the flight. So I just need to be focused, right? We can talk after the play, take off, land, and then we in a hotel somewhere. We can talk. But when I'm, on the, when I'm doing work, I need to be focused on that work. Does that make sense? So don't see that as mean. See that as focused. And sometimes you go to D as mean. They're not mean. They're focused, right? And the eyes, y'all be taking it personal when people don't speak to you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Your little feelings be in it. Like, why didn't you speak to me? I don't got time to be talking right now, all right? All right, eyes always got time to talk, all right? <laughs> Write this down if you're an eye. That's why you can't execute. <laughs> you're talking all the time. <laughs> I just want to keep 100. I can say these things out of the eye. You know what I'm saying? I can get on us. You know what I'm saying? And you're like, why don't I execute? Not because you don't have the ability to, but you talk too much. You talk too much. And you're talking sometimes when you should be executing. So here's what I want my eyes to do. I want you to execute first, then after you execute, you can talk as much as you want to. But you're mad that the Ds don't respect you because you like, we're just as powerful as you. Not when you're not executing, you're not. You feel me? Like, for real, because the flight attendant will be like, well, you flying the plane, but if I don't talk to the people, they're not going to come back. Okay, you might be sweet, but you got to execute. Does that make sense? All right, so write this down. If you're an I, man, we like, we like, the utility pole, we provide the electricity, right? We, 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 we're, we're the energy. We're the five energy drink. That's your responsibility. Like, you're supposed to bring the energy to the team. Like, when the team is down, when we're about to do something, like, you got to bring that energy, right? But you got to be cautious because when you look at energy, if energy don't have, like, that black coal around it and then on those poles, it's destructive. It's destructive. So when, a, when, a, when there's a storm and a pole fall and, and, the, and the electrical outlet, they all on the ground, it's water. Like that's, that's, and that, you got to be careful when you're odd because you can either be super productive or super destructive. There's no middle ground with odds. Right? We're just being real. Right? And so you got to learn to control that emotion, right? And so sometimes people don't want to be around odds because you're just too emotional. You're draining. You got to realize you got so much energy that there's no purgatory for you. So you're either providing energy or you're draining it. You're never in the middle. Right? So when you're a high eye, you either give it energy and you got everybody pumped up. We got gas in the car or we got the electric. If it's electrical boy, we on full, we good to go. But you're the opposite. When you're not a healthy eye, you dr you're a drainer. Every time you come in, you drain it. Why? Because it's like, look at me. See me. See me. It's me. I'm here. Pay me some attention. And it's like, yo, you're draining me right now. 
right? So if you're an eye, you got to be able to control that eye. Of all of them, the eyes, your, your, your gift is so powerful, right? So here's how I look at the eye, right? When, you know, um, the word of God says, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And then they got on the dust of the ground and they formed it. But it wasn't really a man until they breathed breath. When they went, so when somebody dies, that breath is gone. You just see a, you see a body, but it's like cold. That's what the eye is. You're that, you're that spirit. You're that spirit. You bring that life force. Right? So they can make a car. Right? They can have the form of it. But it ain't until you put that engine in that joker that is that, and you turn that key and it go, that's when it's got life. So you got to realize, ah, your goal is to give life, not to come in the room and take life. Your goal is not to come in and look and go, look at me, I'm here. Man, I wish I could have got, while I know him, like, I'm here, like, we know each other, we cool, but it ain't like my, like one of my clients, my guy guy, but I wish I could get to A.B., See, because I know what happened when I know what happened when you a high eye. I know what happened when you like the number one wide receiver. Like I get it. I see what's going on with my man, right? But it's that boom touchdown, and it ain't the touchdown that's the problem. But it's like, and it just gets overwhelming because it's like, look at me, look at me, look at me. Attention, 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 attention. So you start getting in relationships, you start tearing those relationships up because it's like, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, and you're supposed to be giving, 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 giving. So the reason why E.T. got relationships all over the world, because E.T. got to a point where he was like, I realize you give, E., that's your goal, is to give life, and then when you give it, they're going to give it back to you. Don't go in and take. But I look at my old dude, and my old dude was a high eye too. He just didn't know what it was. And so he had five, six kids by five, six different women, because he, he didn't know how to play his eye. And so he took his eye and got into a lot of relationships and tried to get his woman a little bit and this woman a little bit and this woman a little bit and this little woman a little bit. And he didn't realize, like, the goal wasn't to go and take from other women. The goal is, as Eric Thomas, I'm your shepherd. My goal is not to tear you down. My goal is to build you up. That's my goal as a high eye is to build you up, not tear you down. We got influence, but we don't use our influence to tear down. We don't use our influence to be manipulative. We don't use our influence to get our way. We use our influence to build that particular entity or that particular organization or that particular person. That's our goal, to build. And some of you eyes, you tear down. And then you get upset because you're like, what happened? Well, you tore me down. Like, you drained me. Right? So I tell people all the time, when the phone rings, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm a high eye. I look at the phone and it's like, okay, all right, nope, I can't answer this call. Why? Because they're going to drain me. All right, so watch this, guys. C didn't talk about it right here, but he, he, sometimes he talked about it. And C was like, when he hooked up with me, he had made up in his mind as he observed, because these are supposed to solve and get good. These are supposed to solve and get. C was like, I'm never going to, I'm sorry, I'm not going to speak in your language. I'm sorry, let me stop. <laughs> I'm saying my eyes just want to get excited at this one. Speak on C's behalf, you know what I'm saying? But he's in the room, so I don't have to do that. So what did you say? What did you make your first goal in our relationship as a D? What was your first goal? So, yeah, obviously with E being a pastor when I met him and also being an advisor, 
Um, everybody would come to him, of course, with problems, right? Students on campus got problems, they come see their advisor. In the church, people got problems in their marriage and whatever, they would go to E. And I would be around E, right? Right-hand man, I'd be around. I'm like, whoa, everybody just coming, just dumping everything on his plate. So one of the reasons I think I endeared myself to E first was just, um, I, I just decided I'm not bringing him any problems. Like, I just won't. Even if I got a problem, I'll, like, try to figure it out myself or go to somebody else so I can be that sense of relief. And so what happened is he always wanted to be around and always wanted me around him because I was the one person who never brought any pro- I still don't think I ever brought a problem to E. To be like, hey, E, bro, we got this problem. Like, I've always said, like, let me take stuff, remove stuff from your plate so that you continue to be the high eye that attracts all of this, and I'll take the rest of the burden from you. Matter of fact, there was things that probably happened that he didn't even know about that as the CEO. He probably should have known about. But I was just like, don't even worry about it because I didn't want to – he is emotional, right? The high eye, he gets a little bit more emotional. I didn't even want that on his plate. Like, there's things – I'm not about to tell E some foolishness right before he goes on stage to speak. He feels everything, right? He feels it. And so my goal from day one has always been to not only take problems from him, never to bring a problem not even my own to him. So – You get that? Come on now, I want y'all to see it. So the root is, it's not about me, it's about you. And if everybody play that, we're going to be good. What messes relationships up is, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. You ain't going to never lose no relationship that is always given. You ain't about to kick, like, if you got to get rid of 10 of your friends, you're not about to get rid of the friends that pay for your dinner. <laughs> you're going to go through your roller decks like, yeah, every time we got my man, yeah, oh, he ain't never got no money. I right, check. <laughs> All right, does that make sense? Here's what you got to realize. You're a high eye, all right? You're emotional. You dream. You like to connect. Most of the people that I know that teach this, they teach this stuff like a light switch, right? So in a light switch, when you have a light switch, you do what with a light switch? On and off. I want to give you something special, eyes. I want you to have a dimmer. Are you with me? Most people that teach this, they teach on, off, on, off, on, off. I don't want you doing that anymore. I want you to do a dimmer. Right? So, depending on what your number is, you, so you see, you see I'm a high eye. I'm talking about, I'm, I'm talking about, I, really, it's 100. They just put, you know what I'm saying? Like, just look at the space right there. That's like 100%, right? So, 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 it means that when I'm interacting with people, I'm on a what? I'm on a 100 Right? When I'm interacting, when I'm sharing my opinions, I'm on what? I'm on a hundred. I need y'all to talk back to me. Let's start all over again. When I'm interacting with people, I'm on what? I'm on a hundred. That's not always good. It don't mean I'm wrong for being a high eye, but me and my daughter used to have some challenges, and we had challenges because she's a C. And I used to be like, yo, my daughter don't respond like my son. What's wrong with her? Nothing went wrong with her. My son's a high I and a higher D. So he doesn't mind that extrovert stuff. My daughter's an introvert. She's like, whoa, dad, like, whoa, it's 8 in the morning. <laughs> my wife's a high C. I get up in the morning, kiss my wife. She's like, whoa, like, I love you, but, like, let me brush my teeth. Like, but I'm so like, what up, girl? Good morning. Ah, she's like, whoa, I love you, but I need about an hour, like, just to myself. She's a C and a D. She's like, I just need some time by myself. It's not that I don't love you, but let me go do me, and then I'm ready to take on the world. I'm ready to take on the world as soon as I get up. <laughs> as soon as I wake up, I'm like, where's the world at? Let's go. <laughs> Where they at? Let's go. Who need help? Right? 
So I'm on a 10, right? I'm on a 10 with interacting. I'm on a 10 with my emotions. I'm on a 10 with sharing my opinion. Me and my wife just had a major breakthrough. Like my wife don't like fighting. She don't like fussing. She don't like none of that. She didn't grow up with her father. It was just her and her mom, and they never argued. I'm on 10. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to help somebody in your marriage. I just gave you a secret. My wife didn't grow up with her father. It was just her and her mom. They never argued because it's her mom. They never had an argument. I'm on 10. So we had a situation recently, right? I'm just going to walk you all through this real quick to my eyes because I want you to be a dimmer. So what it means is you shouldn't always be on 10 interacting with people. You shouldn't always be on 10 when you share your opinion. You shouldn't always be on 10 on your emotions. So every time me and my wife talk, I'm on 10. And I'm like, boo, why are you tripping? I do this on YouTube. She's like, I'm not YouTube. I do this when I preach. I'm not a sermon. I'm like, all right, let me find out. So me, me, we talking the other day. She was like, all right, your, your uh, son's getting married in a year. Uh, the bride's family paying for it, but it's a couple extra little things. He's going to need like 10, 15,000. So I immediately went in, sharing my what? I'm on 10 sharing them too. I ain't just sharing them jokers. I'm on 10 sharing them jokers, right? So I'm looking at their little menu or whatever, and I'm like, boo, I ain't trying to be funny, but I'm a pastor. You know I don't drink. They got alcohol, and I'm 10. We got into it. My wife was like, oh, what's, what are we doing here? I'm like, I'm trying to tell you. She's like, you trying to tell? I didn't act. First of all, I'm sorry if you thought I asked. <laughs> I'm sorry if you thought I asked for the money. I didn't ask for the money. I said our son is having a wedding. Now, I didn't say I was buying no purse. I was buying a new house. I said our son is getting married next year, and he needs $10,000. She's a D. That's fact. She's a 99D. So she's talking in fact, and I'm talking in... Good. Let's do it again, because some of y'all wonder why y'all having problems at the job, why you're having problems at your, in your marriage, with your kids, because you don't have this. So my wife is a 99-99-D. Whenever she speaks, she speaks in, now I'm talking in feelings. She's like, this money, money ain't a feeling. What are we doing? So then she says to me, let me help you out because you're in your feelings. Right? So, <laughs> so when somebody tells you you're in your feelings and you're in your feelings, you get in your feelings then. <laughs> like you you're like all the way in them jokers now. And I'm like, what? Like, she said, hold up for a minute. First of all, this, you sharing your opinion. This is not your wedding. If you having your wedding, you can serve whatever you want to serve and do whatever you want to do. Number two, this ain't even your son's wedding. This is his bride's wedding. Do we not have 10 grand? <laughs> I like how she played me. <laughs> She's like, we ain't got 10? So I was like, nah, come on. You know we got $10,000. She said, then why are we talking? We should have been finished. When I said we need 10, we're going to do 10, we shouldn't have been talking about nothing else. Like, how did this even turn into a discussion? <laughs> right? And, and, I, and I walked away. You think I'm playing. I'm not playing. I walked away, and for two straight weeks, I prayed to God. And I wrote down an affirmation. 
I said, God, I'm sorry, but when I was born, I was born on 10. You got to help me. I will not share my opinions from this day forward with people who don't ask for them. Like, I was the one that fought because I'm on 10. I'm sharing my opinion with somebody that didn't ask for it. That's bound to be an argument. I'm sharing my opinion. Why? Because I was born to share it. And I don't never, it's always on 10. And I got to get a dimmer switch and turn it down. Only ask for, only give someone your opinion when they ask for it. So I started looking at my son and my relationship. I was like, oh man, I see what's going wrong. I'd be calling my man, telling my man how I feel. I'm calling my man, telling my man how I feel about his life. God was like, you already live yours and quiet is kept. It ain't like you did it all right. So why are you giving somebody about your opinion about something that you weren't even 100% with your life? Like it wasn't even like the decisions you made was all sweet. But now you want to share with him what your life was when you was born in the 70s and he was born in 95. Like leave it alone. Like this is his life. Good. So do me a favor. Eyes. We're supposed to be sharing our opinion. But you ain't supposed to be sharing it with people who want to ask for it. You only share your opinion with people who ask for it. You only interact like on 10 with other eyes. Does this make sense? So what, what happens, eyes, is we bring energy, but when people are getting on the plane, our job is to make sure they have a phenomenal experience because the difference between going to Delta, Southwest, and all the other ones, all the planes pretty much the same. The difference is the experience. So the reason why our company took off and went to a whole other level is because I stopped making decisions. The only reason I was making decisions is because I felt like, you know, hey, I'm a CEO. Now, C can make the decision, but I get to make at least one or two a year. I'm the CEO. No, no, you hear what I'm saying? Like, don't play. I'm saying I'm older than CJ, 12 years older than my man. Like, this, this is, I helped build this. Matter of fact, before I met him, I was doing this. I started doing this in 1920. I didn't meet this kid till he was 22, 23. So I, so I, so I can get in on some. And the reason why we used to have problems when he talked about the conferences and what we do on campus is because he was telling me what he needed to do, and I was, inj- I was injecting my little 70% on. <laughs> I got a little 70D, so I'm like, see, this is how we need to do it. And the company took off when I let C make the decision, and I focused on the experience. Hey E, how, how did you uh, how did you when you make the decision now? How do you tell me? <laughs> when I make it, oh, this is the only way I get C, right? Because I give him all the decisions. But every now and then, when I'm like got one that's like really like I need to do this, I'm like, see, I woke up and prayed this morning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, see, I spoke to the Lord today, and the Lord told me, like, man, go for it. All right, man, go, go. You feel me? But I only, I only pull out that wild card every now and then, you know? And I got to really feel it, you know what I'm saying? And so I want you guys to really, like, pay attention to what I just said. Once I get to see all the decisions, because you can't help a person when you give them all the decisions and you come back and try to micromanage how they do decisions. So either you give it to them or you don't. And some of y'all, you're giving, your super, you're giving people in your company, and then you come back and take it.
You know, having problems with money does not always mean that you lack money. A, a lot of people who have a lot of material money have a lot of problems with it. And you know, that's the reason sometimes people will say, oh no, I don't think I want a lot of money because I've seen people with a lot of money have a lot of problems with it. Well, I'll tell you, I'd rather have the problems of having money than the problems of not having it. <laughs> You hear the old jingle, things go better with coke, things go better with money, even trouble. <laughs> even trouble goes better with money. <laughs> so don't knock money. You see, that's another thing. And uh, this is why you, ne you need to get the, the Master of Money course, because it tells you things to say about money and things that you're ne never to say about money. By the way, I'm going to give you this word. Here is a terrible word that a lot of people, almost everybody uses concerning money that you need to wash right out of your vocabulary. Are you ready for this one? Okay, put it on the board for me, Terry. Write it big. You're, you are never, ever again to say this about money. You can write it right under there, right, right on the side somewhere. Never again say spend money. Spend means... It's God. I've gotten rid of it. I'm not going to see it anymore. Is that what I've been saying? Yes. You, when you say spend every, every, as long as the thought is formed in your mind, spend money, you are dismissing money from you. You're saying, get out of here, money. <laughs> Don't ever think that way again. Now, let's have some confession and absolution here. Yes, we do have confession here, but we don't let you come into a booth and do it. I'm sorry, but I don't want to be a, an emperor. That's not my business. I don't want to rule or conquer anyone. I should like to help everyone if possible. Jew, Gentile, black man, white. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. We want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. We don't want to hate and despise one another. In this world, there's room for everyone, and the good earth is rich and can provide for everyone. The way of life can be free and beautiful, but we have lost the way. Greed has poisoned men's souls, has barricaded the world with hate, has goose-stepped us into misery and bloodshed. We have developed speed, but we have shut ourselves in. Machinery that gives abundance has left us in want. Our knowledge has made us cynical, our cleverness hard and unkind. We think too much and feel too little. More than machinery, we need humanity. More than cleverness, we need kindness and gentleness. Without these qualities, life will be violent, and all will be lost. The aeroplane and the radio have brought us closer together. The very nature of these inventions cries out for the goodness in men, cries out for universal brotherhood, for the unity of us all. Even now, my voice is reaching millions throughout the world, millions of despairing men, women, and little children, victims of a system that makes men torture and imprison innocent people. To those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men, fear the way of human progress. 
The hate of men will pass and dictators die. And the power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. You have the love of humanity in your hearts. You don't hate. Only the unloved hate. The unloved and the unnatural. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery. Fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke it is written, the kingdom of God is within man. Not one man, nor a group of men. But in all men, in you, you the people have the power. The power to create machines. The power to create happiness. You the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful. To make this life a wonderful adventure. Then in the name of democracy, let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. A decent world. That will give men a chance to work. That will give youth a future and old age a security. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power. But they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us fight to free the world. To do away with national barriers. To do away with greed, with hate and intolerance. Let us fight for a world of reason. A world where science and progress will lead to all men's happiness. Soldiers, in the name of democracy, let us all unite!
Understood it, so I want you to be able to say it. Um, I think it was Details Magazine. You talked about you used the word God, and that's what messed everybody up. But you said you something to the effect you were a self-made God. Explain it. Um, I made up my mind to make a change in my life when I was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. We are all gods on this planet. Every man and every woman. We create life. We can take life. We control what goes into the sea, whether the fish can live or not. We decide if the trees can grow tall. We decide if the children will eat. We are very powerful beings on the planet Earth. And when I said a self-made God, I meant just what I said. Barry White changed his life. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Yeah. And people criticize the statement? No, not to my knowledge. It's the first yeah. time I'm hearing about it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, people tend to play down our power. Mm-hmm. Well, don't worry about it. This next guy do it, unless there's God above to do it. There's a lot of things that has to change on this planet Earth that only we can change. Yeah. And until we embrace the fact that we are as powerful uh, as we are as beings, we're going to continue to make the mistakes and allow the mistakes to be made from our children to our adults to our elderly to whatever situation you want to talk about. Okay, we we got to run to a quick commercial, and they're going to do a cut from the album, and we're waiting for an Isaac Hayes album soon. You sure can invite him. Right. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. <laughs> Does it depress you, Commissioner, to know just how alone you really are? 
doesn't make you feel responsible for Harvey Dent's current predicament. Where is he? What's the time? What difference does that make? Well, depending on the time, he may be in one spot or several. If we're going to play games... Mm. I'm going to need a cup of coffee. Ah, the good cop, bad cop routine? Not exactly. Ah. Ah. Never start with the head. The victim gets all fuzzy. He can't feel the neck. See? You wanted me. Here I am. I wanted to see what you'd do. And you didn't disappoint. You let five people die. Then, you let Dent take your place. Even to a guy like me, that's cold. Where's Dent? Those mob fools want you gone so they can get back to the way things were. But I know the truth. There's no going back. You've changed things. Forever. Then why do you want to kill me? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to kill you. What would I do without you? Go back to ripping off mob dealers? No, no. No. No, you. You complete me. You're garbage. You kills for money. Don't talk like one of them. You're not. Even if you'd like to be. To them, you're just a freak. Like me. They need you right now. But when they don't, they'll cast you out. Like a leper. You see, their morals, their code. It's a bad joke. You've dropped at the first sign of trouble. They're only as good as the world allows them to be. I'll show you. When the chips are down, these, uh, these civilized people, they'll eat each other. See, I'm not a monster. I'm just ahead of the curve. Have all these rules and you think they'll save you. And that's the rule you'll have to break to know the truth. Which is? The only sensible way to live in this world is without rules. And tonight you're gonna break your one rule. I'm considering it. No, there's only minutes left, so you're gonna have to play my little game if you want to save one of them. Yeah. You know, for a while there, I thought you really were a dent. The way you threw yourself after her. <laughs> Go. Does Harvey know about you and his little bunny? Where are they? Killing is making a choice. Where are they? Choose between one life or the other. Your friend, the district attorney, or his blushing bride to be. <laughs> Threaten me with nothing to do with all of your strength. Don't worry, I'm gonna tell you where they are. Both of them, and that's the point. You'll have to choose. 
He's at 252nd Street, and she's uh, on Avenue X. That's just a look.
should clear up your account. Ah! 137 million? Yes, and if I don't pay up, I'll go to jail for tax evasion. I'm crazy enough to take on Batman, but the IRS, no, thank you. Ah. Hey, Mr. G, this money looks weird. What do you mean? It's a plain old pack of hundreds. See, there's Ben Franklin's chubby little... What? King Barlow? He's on this stack. And this one. He's on every one of these thousands. I don't understand. Hey, boss. I found this. Hiya, Joker. If you're playing this tape, you probably figured out you've been had. Yeah, I left you some cash, but only ten million, which knowing you, you've already blown. All the other stuff, money, jewels, and gold, it's all fake. See, I always hated your guts, and this was the perfect payback. By now, you're probably out of real money. The IRS is after you, and you can't admit I fooled you, or you'll be the laughing stock of the underworld. That joke's on you, sucker. I got the last laugh after all. <laughs> <laughs> If I don't pay my taxes, I'll go to jail. But if I admit Barlow duped me, I'll look like a fool. Maybe you could raise the cash by pulling one of your classic routines, like them laughing fish. Good idea, Ernie. Let's let Batman know I did it so he can kick my keister right back into Arkham. Uh, you... Dope. Say, Carly, any ideas? Anything you say, Mr. G. <laughs> No, boss! Oh, who'd ever think I'd miss the real one? Harley Quinn's escaped! Seal all exits! Maybe she went down the laundry chute. None of these yahoos are crazy enough to pull that old stunt. My dear Mr. Wayne, I'm delighted to have you in my humble nest. I thought I'd take in the atmosphere. <laughs> well, well, Bruce Wayne, join me. A bottle of your best, my dear, for my guest. You'll understand if I refuse. The last time we met, you tried to throw me off a building. I did? Well, <laughs> that was so long ago. It was last month. Well, gotta be going. This is starting to get to me. What? Should have used more makeup, Ernie. Ah! Why the disguise, Ernie? Where is he? I don't know what you're talking about. He can't threaten my guests. Let me jog your memory. Ah! 
Routine money dispersal from Gotham Mint proceedings planned. Good. Your police escort is waiting. and that in fact this is our land. So beginning with that premise, whether you're more or not more, I'm going to start with what law really is. Most of us think that we go into a courtroom and understand the difference between a court and a courtroom, that uh, the people who purport to use law really use words of art to make you believe in fact that law is uh, on the table when you walk into a courthouse or a courtroom, when in fact that's not true. And I would like to share with you tonight, regardless of your religious persuasion, what law really is. Law, and as Muslims would say, all law, is A-L-L space L-A-W, all law, all law. So for anyone who's of a Christian persuasion, don't be misled and when you hear the term all law, all law is God, all right, that is also what we would say in lawful terms a misnomer. All law is not God. God has no capacity and no standing to all law because God means governmental ordinance departments. There is no comparison. Now, who can use law? Law can only be used by people who are in their sovereign capacity. And I was, as I will share with you tonight, the majority of the people in the world, and I'm not going to get into all of the details about that, but the majority of the people in the world, 99% of them live in slavery today. So in 1863, via the Emancipation Proclamation, and I challenge you to go look in a law dictionary and look up the definition of emancipation and proclamation, and you will see that a proclamation is not a law. A proclamation is a public announcement by elected officials. It is not a law. So the Emancipation Proclamation of 1863 did not set any slaves free. What it did was standardize slavery the United States being the model for the standardization of slavery that all of the other nations around the world as they reduced their people from their sovereign capacity and forced them to join nation states, then they were able to issue statute, codes, ordinances, resolutions on them. And a statute, as in a state statute of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, is not a law. It is corporate policy of the corporation that calls itself the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Incorporated. All right? Now, a code is not a law. The United States codes, the code of the laws of the United States of America that are used in federal court and the Supreme Court are not law. They are what they say they are. They are codes. 
ordinances and resolutions of a municipality of the city of Philadelphia, which is a private nonprofit corporation that calls itself the city of Philadelphia, an ordinance and a resolution, as in parking ordinances, they are not law. They are what they say they are. They are ordinances and they are resolutions. All right? And the reason they are not law is because the only people who can issue law are people who are acting in their sovereign capacity. And the people who sit in these seats as elected officials are not, in fact, in their sovereign capacity. They are in a corporate ward status, meaning that they are wards of the state. They are members of the corporation, which is a nonprofit, that calls itself the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And as long as they have a birth certificate on record with the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, with that birth certificate being a contract, a birth certificate is a contract, and as long as you have a contract with the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Incorporated, you belong to them, and that's what slavery really is. All right? So who can use law? If you are a member of a corporate ward state, if you are a member of a corporate ward nation that calls itself the United States of America, you are a citizen. Look in the law dictionary and look up the definition of citizen. A citizen is not a sovereign. A resident is not a sovereign. Therefore, if you use an address, which is a fictitious number associated with a designation issued by a corporate ward, right, then you become under the jurisdiction of those people who are also corporate wards but who are also slaveholders, all right? So if you are operating in that capacity, law does not apply to you. If you are a resident of the city of Philadelphia, which is a private nonprofit corporation, and you say you are a resident of the city of Philadelphia, then the ordinances and the resolutions of that private nonprofit corporation apply to you. If you are a citizen of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Incorporated, which is a private nonprofit corporation, then the statutes of that nonprofit corporation apply to you. If you are a citizen of the United States of America, which is a private nonprofit corporation, then the code of the laws, right, apply to you. But if you are a sovereign of the Moorish Empire, those ordinances, those resolutions, those codes, those statutes do not apply to you because you are not a member of the corporate ward state. It's as simple as that. And they understand the difference. This is why on their documents they use words of art. They use the word label. They use the word person. They use the word address. All of these things that place you in their jurisdiction and you unknowingly fill out forms every day. And every time you fill out a form, you enter into a contract. I don't care what kind of form it is. It's a contract. A driver's license application is a contract. A social security application is a contract. When you call up the telephone company and you make a verbal contract over the telephone, this is why they can bill you. When you sign a deed, it is a contract. When you fill out a voter registration form, it is a contract. 
Does everybody understand that? Don't ever think. Anything that you put your signature on becomes a contract. All right? Now, the fact that you are not in your sovereign status means that you make a contract as a minor. They don't care. They know you are a minor because and, and to be other than a minor, you have to be in your proper person at law. And how we write that is this. Can you bear with me for a minute and let me put this on because uh, I can't. Can y'all see that? Impropria persona. Impropria persona. When you are in your corporate ward status, you look like this to the court. Pro se. Pro se meaning they get you in the court and they bring someone in called a Got that? Pro se cuter. A prosecutor because you're in a corporate board status. Now, if you're in proper persona, say in their criminal allegations, the prosecutor cannot come into the courtroom and say anything to you because you're not in pro se status. Makes sense, right? The issues of law, the issues of law are threefold. The issues of law are status, jurisdiction, and adjudication. The first thing that happens when you walk into a courtroom in your corporate ward status is that they already make the assumption that you are a ward of the state and that you don't know any better. So they immediately start adjudicating you. As the first thing that happens when we walk into a courtroom is that we place our status on the record. On the record. We come in with our flag. We come in with our treaty, we come in with the Constitution we signed with them, and understanding that the Constitution is a contract. It's Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after these messages on Evolution Radio. Questions usually 
parted ways, just stayed and laid with me, not nakedly, just waited patiently, for now I am aware, and as I stare into your soul, I see it clear, can we start again from here? story was told to me by somebody who I trust. The doctors in Egypt told him, brother, all your veins, blood veins reaching to your heart is closing up. He said, can you do a surgery? They said the surgery is so much difficult and so much uh, dangerous. The best way is you go to Europe 
to make a surgery for your heart. When he went to Germany, the German doctor tell him, your all veins almost closed. This is a very dangerous operation that we have to, to do to you. And the chance of living is 50-50. The man feeling that this might be the last few days of his life, he talked to the doctor, can I have two days to go back to my family and give them farewell? Because I may die in Germany. And let me go to my friends and ask them to forgive me too. So the doctor tell him go but don't be late because your heart veins are closing. So the man went to Egypt. And he went to see his family and friends. As he was walking he saw a woman near a butcher shop. Collecting the little bones that fall down from the butcher. That is the rubbish of the bones. He said woman what are you doing? She said, I'm collecting this for my daughters. He said, why? She told him, we don't have money and my daughters did not eat meat since two years. This is the only meat that they can eat. The man talked to the butcher, this sister will come to you every, every, every week and you shall give her what is enough for her and for her daughters. And I will pay you the money for one year so that you can be guaranteed to give her for one year, the woman started making dua for him. Oh Allah, give him health. Oh Allah, give him what he pleased for. Oh Allah, give him all wishes he's come true. All this dua come from the deep of the heart. The man, after that, went to his house. His daughter told him, my father, your face change. Your face is open. Your face is much change. He said, Alhamdulillah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make the operation easy in Germany. He traveled to Germany. The doctor do the final checkup before the operation. The doctor asked him, which hospital did you go to? He tell him, I never go to hospital. He tell him, no, you have taken a strong medicine that opened all your heart veins. Your heart veins is so much open, you don't need an operation. You don't need a surgery anymore. He tell him, I know what it is. The cure is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the one who have cured me is him. And the one who have cured me because I look for another poor person and I help them. You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joel, where remedy meets preparation. First uh, thing that you must realize, okay, guys, is that when you're commanding, it's not really asking. See, that's the key first key point I want you to get, that you don't really ask. It's the trick is you have to command. Now, command gets misinterpreted a lot. Command gets the wrong version of maybe you're forcing, you're demanding. It's not quite correct. When I mean command, your subconscious mind takes instructions, okay, and suggestions. That's what I mean by command. Command means once it gets to the subconscious, there's no rational, logical, okay, or structural, basically, connotation or trying to figure out what it is. It doesn't work that way. It goes to the subconscious, subconscious accepts it, and then puts it out into the universe to create it. That's how it works. Remember, 
from the conscious mind, you give a command. Once it gets to your subconscious, it's a wrap. It's going to create it, all right? So that's the first key. So the words and the language we use, we have to know the quality to use them to communicate to your subconscious so you can get towards the universe, okay? Second point, the reason a lot of us don't receive or manifest what we truly want is because we are speaking the wrong language. We, we do not know how to talk or how to communicate with what we want. First of all, we communicate in a state of need, lack, or desperation. Okay? So I see individuals say, Hey universe, can you please send me some money? No, that's wrong. Okay? That signifies lack, desperation, and scarcity. Remember, your subconscious mind takes commands. So I'm going to show you right now four powerful affirmations that you can use right now and you can bring the universe or you can say God the universe to create and bring money to you and it works the same day one day a couple hours if you do it this way alright so I got a cue card here and I wrote them down so I want you to make sure you go over and get them alright right so the first powerful affirmation you'll use you'll say in this way and I'll go over each uh, statement so we can get a comprehension and understand how it works alright so number one you will say Hey universe, I expect great things to happen in my life, including receiving an extra $500 now. Thank you. See that statement? Notice what I did, okay? I acknowledge, okay? I expect great things. Remember, key component, all things come through you, through us, okay? So notice that I didn't beg, didn't plead. I stated an affirmation or I stated an intention, a proclamation that it's what I expect, okay? Number two, you can say this, either one is fine. Hey universe, I deserve everything that is good, including an extra $500 now. Thank you. Now, $500 is an example, guys. You can say a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand, a million, five hundred thousand, depending on your belief system, okay? Number three, hey universe, I know you're sending me all that is right for me, including receiving an extra $500 now. Thank you, okay? Each of these statements are filled with a proclamation, a command, and they're ended with gratitude, and they're also in the form of I accept it and it's coming, okay? It's not a need or desperate, okay? It's not an ask, it's a command. Hey universe, I deeply believed everything is possible for me, including receiving an extra $500 now. Thank you, again, Notice how I phrase this, okay? I put everything as a command, a suggestion, okay? It's not, I didn't put it in a, in a frame of, man, I need this, or I gotta have it. I put it in a frame of, hey, I'm good with, without it, but I expect it to come in. And notice I put everything in the present moment of now, okay? I always put now, notice it, okay? So if you start to use these affirmations and you proclaim it, as I said, Guess what? You're gonna money's gonna come to you, man. Still, you manifest it, right? Because the way the universe works, the way reality works, is that everything operates on a vibratory frequency. Okay? The universe is abundant. It's infinite. It always supplies. The supply is always over the demand. It can never outdo it. It can never run out. So all you have to do is match the infinite frequency, and this command or these uh, statements will do that because they put your subconscious mind in alignment with what you truly expect, which is abundance is your birthright. 
see you're proclaiming, you're declaring. Hey, I expect, okay? See what you'll do with the money. So 1,000, 5,000. See the reaction in your face, the happiness, the things you'll do with the money. Just put a quick snapshot and then what you do, you let it go. Just continue on with your day and keep your thoughts in the present moment. Boom, you're gonna manifest the money. It'll come to you, all right? So that's how you make it work. So you declare it, put a quick snapshot in it, and use these statements in the form of a command or a suggestion or proclamation when you put them in the present moment. Where we at, Nip? Man, we in Tulum at the Mayan ruins. Just climbed off the mount. I mean, the uh, pyramid. Got to the top. Seen the whole jungle. Shooting a victory lap video. Real. 
Don't make it where I'm from, now I'll take it here Ain't seeing due time, I be making bills Going stuff in this game, I've been making deals So lawyer on the phone, we can make it real I got checks and balance, I play dramatic Another 50 on my neck, my record's happening Ain't no pussy on my rap, disrespect the savage I make one phone call and the rest get handed Just another front step with candles No message from the set, we accept your challenge But first, when someone is charged with a crime but cannot afford an attorney, the court is required to provide one. In most cases, that person is a so-called public defender. But what if that public defender already has too many clients to serve as competent representation? That's a situation playing out in many states, including Missouri, where public defenders have started refusing cases, throwing a wrench into the machinery of the criminal justice system. John Yang has this story, produced by Frank Carlson and with support from the Pulitzer Center on Crisis Reporting, and it's part of our continuing coverage of broken justice. In December, Ray Shot Ashton was arrested in Platte County, Missouri, charged with resisting arrest and assaulting a police officer. Unable to make bond, he'd already spent four months in jail when his public defender told him that his caseload was so heavy he wouldn't have time to take his case to trial for another six months. Like in, from six months from now, I could have totally repaired all the, the damage that's been done from the four months that I've already been. You know, this is my life right here. Ashton spoke to us from jail. We shouldn't even be here. I mean, there's a room full of 40 guys right now who haven't been sentenced. They're all just waiting on the next thing to happen. It's just a waiting game. I'm just sitting here waiting. The Sixth Amendment of the Constitution guarantees every American facing trial the right to a lawyer, even if they cannot afford one. The Supreme Court enshrined that right into law with its landmark 1963 ruling in the case Gideon versus Wainwright. One way society meets that responsibility is with public defenders. But across the country, that system is being stretched to the breaking point, underfunded and overworked. We've created a counterfeit defense, and it's only the illusion of fairness. The public defender's office says it's at a tipping point, and the outlook is not good. We want the state to give them public defenders or to give money to appoint lawyers who can represent them in the way that the Constitution demands. We are dealing with a crisis. Missouri may well be ground zero, the state's public defender system widely seen as nearly broken. The state ranks 49th in per capita spending on indigent defense. Last year, its 320 public defenders handled 80,000 cases, on average more than 240 cases each. 
Listen to these lawyers in the public defender's office in Jackson County, the state's biggest district, which includes Kansas City. Most days it's overwhelming. Over the next six weeks, I have some very, very serious trials. They deserve a lot more attention than I give them. Mostly all the time. I think I have six murder cases right now. Too many um, for me to be prepared for. But. Pretty much if you ask any lawyer in this office, they'd, they'd say the same thing. Do you feel you, you're, you're able to give them all the time they deserve? <laughs> uh, I don't know if this is a long answer that you're asking for here. No, is the simple answer. Michael Barrett is head of Missouri's public defender system. Defendants routinely sit in jail uh, for weeks just before they meet their attorney. And we tell them that we are very eager to work on your case. But it's going to be a while because there's an awful lot of people in front of you. In 2016, Barrett convinced the Republican-controlled legislature to spend more money for his office. And when then-Governor Jay Nixon, a Democrat, slashed that increase, Barrett took a bold step. I wanted to bring attention to this matter because so many people were being incarcerated without competent representation. But before I appointed a private lawyer who didn't cause this problem, I thought I'd start with the one person with a law license in the state who could do something to fix it. A bitter budget battle in Missouri going to a new level last week. Missouri Governor Jay Nixon has just been recruited to be a state public defender. And Missouri's lead public defender has ordered Missouri Governor Jay Nixon to represent a poor defendant in court later this month. The court said Barrett didn't have the power to do that, but he had made his point. Now the courts are considering a $20 million class action suit the American Civil Liberties Union filed against the state. The five plaintiffs, all represented in criminal court by public defenders, say their constitutional rights were violated by long delays. Barrett acknowledges that when defenders are handling as many as 200 cases at a time, there's no way they can fulfill their professional and ethical duties to their clients. You have to go visit with your client. You have to look at the charges that your client faces. You have to investigate the case. You have to meet with witnesses. You have to talk to the police officer. You have to file motions. You have to receive the evidence that the prosecution has and then discuss the evidence with your client. To think that you can do each one of those steps in 150 cases is absolutely ridiculous. As a result, defendants like Rayshot Ashton often end up pleading guilty to crimes they say they didn't commit just to get out of jail. It's called pleading to daylight. I was in jail four months already, and by the time they came with the deal that was SIS probation, I just took it, pretty much knowing I was not guilty of the charges that were being, being brought about. After resolving those charges with his probation plea, Ashton remains detained, waiting for his public defender to help him address other charges. The issue of overworked public defenders in Missouri has been building for years. Now it's come to a head. Last summer, the Missouri Supreme Court sent shockwaves to the system by sanctioning a public defender for neglecting clients. David Wiegert has been a public defender in Jackson County for six years. I thought that this whole thing is a ticking time bomb for all of us. It is probably due to our clients' inexperience with the system that they don't know how to file proper bar complaints against us. Um, that allows us to keep going with the system in which we don't give them proper service. But if they were ever made aware of the ways in which they can file formal ethical complaints against us, I think that the, the gates are open at that point, uh, and I think we drop like flies. 
On the day we visited, 16-year defender Laura O'Sullivan was heading to court to tell a judge that, given her workload and ethical responsibilities, she couldn't take on another client. What's the judge's reaction? How do they react to that? Most of the time they're denying uh, our request to decline the cases. I think they don't know what to do. That's because judges themselves are graded on how quickly they move cases, putting public defenders and sitting judges at odds. Some judges and prosecutors say the problem with Missouri public defenders' offices isn't too little money or too few people. They say it's too much mismanagement. You have to do more with less. Dwight Scroggins served as a public defender before becoming the prosecuting attorney in Buchanan County, north of Kansas City, 28 years ago. He puts the blame for delays on the defenders themselves. The public defender's thinking is limited to, we have a lot of cases, we need more money, we need more attorneys. And guess what? They've gotten over the years more money and more attorneys, and what are they saying? You have to start looking somewhere along the line at efficiencies. While it's true that since 1994, funding for the state public defender's office has continued to grow, so is the number of cases the office handles. Which leads to the question, how many cases are too many? Missouri is the epicenter of this whole movement to end this abandonment of the rule of law. Stephen Hanlon is a longtime pro bono attorney who serves as counsel to the National Association for Public Defense. Its members include 16,000 public defenders. By auditing the work of both public and private defense attorneys in Missouri and three other states, he's developed a standard for how many hours should be spent on a case. The results are striking. They're handling three to five times as many cases as they can handle competently. If an obstetrician has three to five times as many cases as he or she can handle competently, terrible things happen. If a public defender with people's liberty at stake has three to five times as many cases as he or she can handle competently, terrible things will happen. He hopes his data will eventually lead to reforms in what he sees as the systematic, unconstitutional, and racist underfunding of indigent defense across the nation. You cannot do mass incarceration unless the whole justice system rolls over and plays dead. In the meantime, defendants like Rayshad Ashton wait for their day in court. We are your sons, and we are your cousins, and then there's a whole pod, a whole bunch of pods over there that are your daughters and moms. I don't understand how this is continuing to be the case, like over and over again. An all-too-common refrain for those who must rely on public defenders to represent them in court. For the PBS NewsHour, I'm John Yang in Kansas City. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team fucking here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Nigga, started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Nigga, started from the bottom, now we're here. 
Started from the bottom, now the whole team fucking here I done kept it real from the jump Living at my mama house, we'd argue every month, nigga I was trying to get it on my own Working all night, traffic on the way home And my uncle calling me like, where you at? I gave you the keys, so you bring it right back, nigga I just think it's funny how it goes Now I'm on the road, half a million for a show And we started from the bottom, now we're here Started from the bottom, now my whole team fucking here Started from the bottom, now we're here Started from the bottom, now the whole team here Nigga, started from the bottom, now we're here Started from the bottom, now the whole team fucking here Started from the bottom, now we're here Started from the bottom, now the whole team here, nigga Always tell stories about the man Say I never struggled, wasn't hungry, yeah, I got it, nigga I can turn your boy into the man There ain't really much out here that's popping up without us, nigga We just want the credit where it's due I'ma worry about me, give a fuck about you, nigga Just as a reminder to myself I wear every single chain, even when I'm in the house Cause we started from the bottom, now we're here Started from the bottom, now my whole team fucking here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here, nigga. No new niggas, nigga, we don't feel that. Fuck a fake friend, where your real friends at? We don't like to do too much explaining. Story stay the same, I never changed it. No new niggas, nigga, we don't feel that. Fuck a fake friend, where your real friends at? We don't like to do too much explaining. Story stay the same through the money and the fame. Cause we started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team fucking here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Nigga, started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Nigga, started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here, nigga. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. On the new Evolution Radio Network.